Hello and welcome to the Zwift SBS podcast. During the Tour de France, for some fun after a long day watching the pros, I like to jump on Zwift. Matthew Vanderpool, Anna Vanderbregen, and Garant Thomas all have a training program that highlights their strengths, and each of the workouts is about 40 minutes. The good thing is, you can do their fun is fast training program as a beginner or experienced rider. It's all based on your power output. To train like the best in the world, it's easy to get started. All you need is a bike, trainer, and the Zwift app. Visit Zwift.com and hopefully I'll see you on there soon. Right on. Bonjour, 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 and uh, welcome to the Zwift Cycling Central podcast. Uh, before we start, let me remind you that you can uh, download, stream, or subscribe to this podcast on our website, sbs.com.au slash tdf, or log a ride with our friends at Zwift. Uh, joining me, it's of course uh, Dave McKenzie. How are you, Dave? I'm good. I'm staring into space. I'm like, <laughs> we're here. We're, well, we're not quite, but we're, we are. We're here. We've it's made been, it. It's been a journey. We've made it over the Alps, the Pyrenees. <laughs> Vontu was tough. Um, <laughs> The TT was brutal, yeah. i got to say, and now we can enjoy Paris. If only we were here, if only we were there. Anyway, uh, let's talk about this last stage, but also today I'd love to wrap up the Tour de France. I don't think we will have a podcast tomorrow just because we are then in transit and then again in isolation on the other side. So yeah. uh, let's we're, do the wrap-up. jumping wrap up. on a COVID plane yeah. back to Melbourne. <laughs> uh, don't laugh. Oh, I know, I know, I know. Uh, so this is the wrap-up of the Tour de France. Uh, it's podcast number 23 at Oof. the Tour de France. Oh, gee, hey, it's been brutal. And uh, I will say it at the end as well, but still one more to go, my friend. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> so if you uh, weren't sick of me, you will be. <laughs> uh, but let's focus on last the stage last night before we sort of wrap up the whole uh, three weeks of uh, dramas and tears and funs we had uh, on this Tour de France. Uh, time trial yesterday, we sort of knew... The favourites, but Wood van Aert was definitely amongst those favourites, and he delivered a fantastic time trial yesterday. Yes, he certainly did. He he looked. I mean, it's easy to say it now after the fact that we know he's won, of course. But as he was rolling up and walking up to his start time, he looked switched. He totally looked switched. Um, look, you could say the same about Stefan Kung, but Kung. Was uh, yeah, well, he was beaten fairly, uh, you know, in the end by by a decent margin, by Wout Van Aert. He he is a special individual. We know that. We know he's a special rider. We know he he is super versatile, and it begs the question: Can he win the Tour de France one day? So actually, I revert that with another question: mm. How can he win the Tour de France? What does he need to change for him to become the ultimate leader of a squad? allegedly Jumbo-Visma, but we can't make the decision for them. But what, what would Wood von Aert need to become a real sensible threat for the, tour, for the Maillot Jaune, for the Tour de France? Well, he, he doesn't really need to... It, it's quite funny because in some ways he needs to uncomplicate his season. So he needs to do less. Yeah, and when I say uncomplicated, he's not... It's not complicated to him because he's loving what he's doing. He's loving the fact that he still gets to do cyclocross. You know, he still he does the classics, he does this, he does that because he's so versatile. Um, he needs to he needs to actually, um, yeah, yeah, give up on some of his other goals in cycling, and then and then put it all towards the tour. Not yet. I think he. I think one or two years. But I believe, I truly believe, he can win the Tour. De, he could win the Tour de France. Um, he'd need to just strip down a little bit of weight, um, which would come naturally if if he did focus on trying to win a Grand Tour. Because I, I don't know exactly his weight, but I know he's not a lightweight. 
Um, so he'd need to strip a little bit of weight. Uh, he's pretty tall, obviously. And um, yeah, his time trialing is brilliant. But he, so the, the signal, and you mentioned that yesterday, the signal to the team, him winning the time trial yesterday, it was a flat time trial, but it was a very fast time trial on the uh, last day before uh, Paris. That's, that's, that is the signal a team like Jumbo Visma will take on saying, mate, you can actually win this. Yeah. Because if you're that good after three weeks, imagine if we would have been a little bit more strategic in your whole in your whole season. Yeah, you build up. Yeah, I mean it's it's easy to for us to do, or anyone to dissect it, and even the team to to say that to him. It's mentally a massive commitment, psychologically and mentally, and um, you know the classic one about that, and completely different sort of well, yeah, sort of different athlete. Brad Wiggins yeah. is a classic. I mean, he he did a few years at trying to win the tour, and then that last couple of years, and of course the year that he won it. You know, I think he was not exactly quoting him, but he was you know along the lines of, "You've got to live like a monk. <laughs> if you want to win the tour, you have to live like a monk. You have to, you know, you can't drink alcohol, you can't do this, you can't do that. You got to botch your weight every day. You know, you you." Your 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 year, three hundred and sixty five days of your year, is itemised out mm-hmm. in preparation to win the tour. So it's it's such a big um, thing to to put yourself into, um, to commit to, and maybe Wout Van Aert doesn't want to do that. Oh, that was my next question. Do yeah. you think he wants this? Well, I don't know. He he might not. It might not be on his radar yet, or maybe it is long term. Who knows? And I, and I know we're sort of spending a bit of time talking about this when really we should just celebrate him winning the stage and, you know, and his talents, which we are. But it does beg the question, you know, he can time trial. On his, on his best climbing days, he climbs with the best. Well, he's won, he's won the stage where Ventoux was figured twice. Yep. You know, it was from a breakaway, granted. But he, the guys that he beat in the breakaway, mm-hmm. uh, one of them went on to win a stage, yep. Bolka Molima. Um um, he he's won sprint stages yeah. <laughs> last year, so the guy can do everything. He literally can do everything. He can he can actually do a bit more than Pogacar, mm-hmm. which is mind boggling. Pogacar is not as fast as him. And so. you you know what as well at the minute and for the last couple of years we only had a taster of the, what cycling can be. Think about this: mm. we had Bernal, Pogacar, Van Aert, Van der Poel. Fingergaard today. Yeah, there's so many little pockets of riders. There's more that, coming too. But there's more coming. There's more we, coming that we ha- we don't know about. Well, yet. you have Theo Gengedart. Mm. He's won the Giro. Yeah, he's not you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Min Smith is 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 a good rider. So, but we haven't had all these riders competing for one goal the Tour de France. And when this happens, this would be a must watch spectacle on the road. Oh yeah, 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 for sure. It's um no no we we. We are witnessing a, possibly one of the best errors that cycling has seen for a long, long time. You know, y- yes, you had the the 80s and 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 before that the Merckx era, but there was but individuals always, that were exactly, so dominant. You always had one or two people dominating. Yeah. At this stage, there's there's a hut. There's multiples, and there's like six, seven names in the mm. hut. Mm. Imagine that level of battle on a top ten in a Tour de France. Yeah. Yeah, no, it is. It's special. It's pretty special. It's um, it is mind-boggling in some ways. One of the surprises yesterday was Vingegaard. Yeah, I think we always knew he could time trial, but time trialing this good to well, consolidate his place on the second uh, step of the podium. Yeah, I mean, he he look, he was third, I think, in stage five TT. So then we that that 
woke us up to his time trialing skills. So it wasn't a complete surprise for me, just purely based on the stage five mm-hmm. result. But at the end of three weeks, at the fact that he was a domestique at the start of the race, um, yeah, this this kid, uh, he, he's a lookalike of Macaulay Culkin. Yes. We've decided. On the bike yesterday, on the, on the <laughs> ramp, hilarious. he looked like he was 12. I know. Like I the know. helmet was too big for him. Yeah, yeah. He's, uh, yeah he's, he's pretty special too, isn't he? And I think Yumbo Visma, they probably knew what they had in him. But even, even, you know, once their leader, Roglic, crashed out, I'm not sure they even envisaged that he would go this well. Um, yeah, he's, he's, he's good. And Tomo made a good point yesterday. Uh, he's Danish. Next year, the Tour de France starts in Copenhagen. Yeah. He will be the star of the moment. If he's still in form, if he's still in shape. Yeah. Coming into it, he could be one of the local stars that people will come out and watch. He, he could be. I hate to be a party pooper. They might send him to the Giro next year. Like, it's a big possibility because he's showing how good he is. And Roglic might be like, I've got unfinished business. I just want to go back to the tour again. So he could end up doing the Giro or something like that. Mm. I mean, it'd be, it would be awesome to see him at the tour. And I'd imagine he would put his hand up for the tour. Yeah. Um, you know what? It could flip the other way. They could send Roglic to the Giro. Yeah. To say, hey, say you, won the Vuelta, you won the Vuelta enough. Yeah. Now go to the Giro and then try to win this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, no, it's pretty cool. It's pretty it's pretty exciting. Before we start talking about Ben O'Connor, we just complete uh, the, the podium. So, of course, Pogacar has won this Tour de France, mm-hmm. unless there's a, a problem tonight, which I don't think has ever happened since. He'd need to break three bikes. Yeah. Possibly possibly both collarbones, so he couldn't hold onto the bars. Yeah, exactly. Because even one, he'd still be able to make yeah. it. <laughs> but... Uh, yeah, honestly, Pogacar, we can actually say he's probably won the Tour de France. Yeah. Carapaz will be third. Yeah. Uh, what do you make of that podium? It probably was one hard to pick, of course, because of Vingegaard. Uh, and but what do you make of the performance of Pogacar himself? Mm. And then after that, Carapaz. Well, the Pog, you know, I've run out of words, descriptive words to, to, to sing his praises, but he's the best. He is the best, and he's. It's fair to say he's head and shoulders above. However, the two Pyrenean stages, he could not drop Carapaz and Vingegaard. Yes, he won those both both those stages, but he could not drop them on two pretty tough days. So I think from a from a sporting perspective, you know, yes, he won convincingly, but in this third week, he could not ride away from them. So I think that proves he's human and of course the tt the final tt he didn't win um you know he and he lost a bit of time so he's human this kid mm-hmm. he, he's a superstar but he's human um and, and that i think that was good to see um so he's super and you know what carapaz we've got to give him credit because we sort of you compare him to vingegaard in the tt and he lost a bunch of time but at the end of the day, he's the third best rider in what has been a really tough edition yeah. of the tour. So I think Ineos, you know, and we're critical of Ineos, or, or I guess our first reaction and mine is as well, a 50 million euro budget team, they want to win every time. Well, they want to win the biggest race of the year at least. And it's twice in a, in a row they're not win. Yeah. They don't win that biggest race. But they have won the Giro yeah. this year. So they've won one of the three Grand Tours and the second arguably the second most... They won the Giro last year as well. Yeah, so I think they deserve some credit. Yeah. You know, I don't think we can... 
criticise them too much. They did come with four potential guys to ride GC, but you know, we all knew that was never going to happen. You were never going to have four guys riding GC. It was only going to be one or two at best. So Carapaz has flown the flag for a team that was, you know, sort of decimated by their injuries um, throughout. He he stepped up uh, big time, and he's ridden well. And if we look at um, the Aussies, Ben O'Connor, of course, Woo-hoo! fantastic performance. Yeah, but I, I'm not mincing my words. Fantastic performance because he's now the third biggest performance performer at the Tour de France behind Cad Evans. Richie Port as an now, Australian, as yeah. an Australian, I mean, uh, him and then in front of Phil Anderson, and you rightly said yesterday, is the best debut Australian ever. Well, uh, yeah, I, actually, if I did say it, I stole it off Tomo. <laughs> okay. Yeah, no, Tomo d- did say that to me. Um, that's 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 a really impressive stat. Best debut Australian finisher ever in the 100. Well, I keep forgetting. What are we at? It's 108. 108. Edition. Yeah. So. <laughs> It's massive. No, it's uh, and he's he's a good kid, isn't he? Yeah, you know he seems like a just a good kid. He will come back to WA with a hero's welcome, I think, and he won't expect it and he won't want it necessarily because he seems like a really humble, yeah, humble guy. But wow, I hope um, I hope Tour Down Under can happen in a in back at its in World a meaningful way, and he is there. Purely as a, a lap of honour yeah. in front of us Aussie fans. I think that would be fantastic. Yeah. Let's listen to Ben O'Connor. Bit of a whimper later and have all the emotion. I, I felt really emotional yesterday just thinking about the Tour de France and being able to sit near the front because you've earned it. I thought it was uh, really special and today was actually super horrible. Um, but I'm super happy that I remember to hold fourth and I think it's a... It's a new step for me and I guess a new direction as well for the team with an Australian guy and a French team. So it's been awkward, happy, choppy, yeah, choppy, yeah. whatever. Uh, I like the kid. I yeah, really yeah, like the kid. So do I. It's, um, yeah, I liked him before. He was yeah, I remember you. quite big. We talk, <laughs> and I can actually acquiesce on this. You spoke about Ben O'Connor to me before. before yeah, before like this a year ago. Or, yeah, yeah, a year yeah, ago. yeah. No, he's, when he's he was great. running out of, of steam and contract. Yes. And AG2R picked him up. You yeah, just went, yeah, you, you yeah. watch him. Yeah, you watch yeah, him. yeah. No, it's great. It's so good. It's it's such a good story too, isn't it? It's and he, you know, he he probably doesn't realise it yet, but he's giving hope to the eighteen-year-olds now. Yeah, you know, he's still young and his career is just taking off, but he's giving hope to the next and the next generation of. And you know, I'll just give a, a little shout out to the, the Detour Pod. I listened to them the other day, and um, Hank Vogels. You know, an old, an old friend of SBS and, and an old friend of ours uh, was on there. Hank's a proud WA boy. And Matt Pointer, who, um, you know, follows the sort of local mm-hmm. cycling scene. And they were both talking about, you know, the next generation of WA kids coming through and how important it is and uh, along those lines. So, yeah, it, it's fantastic, you know. And um, I'm sure Ben will, you know, he'll give some time to that to the young juniors that are that – yeah. Coming up in WA. Absolutely. Uh, the other Aussies, uh, let's take a second to talk about Simon Clark. He had a really tough Tour de France with pain, with uh, injuries, crashes, pretty much everything in between. Uh, courageous for him to finish. Yeah, yeah. No, brilliant. Ra- really wrapped for Simon Clark and in a different kind of way. You know, I've, I've raced against Simon you know, the last couple of years I've I raced. So I've known him a long time and he's always been 
yeah, a real trier, a real racer. He was never... I mean, this, I don't know how the right way to put this. He wasn't completely naturally gifted, as in, you know, he, he went to, I think he rode Teams Pursuit at Junior Worlds and stuff like that. But, you know, he wasn't, he didn't have this incredible natural engine as a sprinter, a time trialist or a climber, is what I'm saying. But boy, he just has tenacity. And he proved that over this mm. three-week journey. It's a different tour to France, this one for Simon Clark. But yeah, super, super impressed. And he sent you a message. He did. He sent me a, a Big long message, sort of wrapping up his tour. Yeah, it was. So uh, it's that's really on good. the way to Paris. Listen to it. G'day, mate. Sorry for the slow reply. Uh, had a few solid transfers the last couple of days, but uh, yeah, halfway to Paris now. So thank God. <laughs> no, it's been uh, it's been a tough tour for me. That's for sure. Uh, I crashed stages one, two, and three uh, with the third one. Uh, crashing with uh, Hagi and Damar on the, with 4k to go being the worst for me and uh, yeah that was where I injured my back um, and yeah I, I actually didn't know that I'd injured it for another 10 days so I, I just I had some back pain but I was just you know I wasn't sure uh, I had an x-ray initially and it came up clear uh, but obviously x-rays aren't all that accurate um, so yeah, it's been a bit of a tour of a survival for me. Uh, definitely not uh, how you dream of the Tour de France being, but at the same time, uh, good to be able to get through. Uh, I, you know, being kind of the road captain of the team, I could still be quite influential despite my injury and uh, help with the teamwork and, and make sure that all the boys are doing everything we can each day. So. I still, uh, you know, I didn't feel like I was just riding around uh, France for no reason and it was still good to be a part of uh, of the teamwork and and the team here. So, yeah, and then I, I really just wanted to be active in, in one stage before the end and uh, at worst uh, my, I was going to have to attack down the Champs-Élysées but uh, fortunately I managed to get in the break was great and just to get amongst it and obviously when things started really heating up uh, my back was uh didn't want a bar of it but uh yeah i did did what i could and tried to support max and when the attacks started flying and it's not the way you like to race but uh just tried to make the best of a tricky situation uh, apart from that yeah it's been uh, it's been interesting doing the tour for the Sixth tour and uh, the, th the third with a, the third with a, my third team, different team doing it. So it's always a bit of a different experience with each different team you do it with, and it's been uh, from that point of view been quite enjoyable uh, doing it with Quebecer, and uh, it's been a great group of people and great staff, and uh, obviously we we had a really young team with uh, four guys doing their first grand, first Tour de France and a fifth guy only having had done one. So um, we had a pretty uh, young and team coming in and you know, it was hard to have two bigger expectations considering and we just tried to have a, as big an impact on the race as possible and 
and, and get the best results along the way that we could. Uh, obviously, we lost a, a few guys along the way as well, which is unfortunate, but um, we'll still be, still got five guys left to, to go down the Champs-Élysées tomorrow. And uh, yeah, we've got a pretty cool thing happening tomorrow, uh, being Mandela Day. Uh, and so we have going to be riding uh, a bunch of orange stuff uh, to support uh, Mandela Day. So looking forward to that and it should be a good final day in Paris. All right, mate, speak to you soon. So that was Simon Clark. Uh, it's good that with technology we can do this. We are yeah, it's great. Like almost on the transfer with Simon Clark yeah. on the way uh, on the way to Paris. Uh, any other, like the other Aussies uh, to mention? We have to mention uh, Richie Porte. Yeah. Uh, how do you make uh, and how do you value the, the Tour de France? He's done. He's done his job. He's yeah, done he's what done, he had to do. He's hundred percent. And and look, one hundred percent coming into it. I think our ex, my expectations were higher. Um, be, well. You know, part of me was hoping <laughs> hoping he would end up being the GC yeah. contender. Uh, he almost was at one point. It was just him and Carapaz, but he'd, he'd lost a bit of time. And then he got caught up in some crashes. But look, he played his role. He really did play a super domestique role. And I think when you when you look more closely at some stages and, and what Richie did for the team, yeah, he, he played a really important role. And... Um, Look, he's, he's had a bloody great season so far, when you think about it. Mm-hmm. He's won the Criterium de Dauphiné. Let's not forget, he's yeah. won the Criterium de Dauphiné. Yeah, yeah, but you, that's right. It's, it's easy to look at his Tour de France placing and say, oh, he was third last year. So as fans listening, just taking note his whole season to date, yeah, he, he is a real value um, to, to Ineos and they'll be, they'll be absolutely wrapped with him. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, let's now talk about Alaphilippe. Yeah, I want us to talk about the man Alaphilippe. Uh, on paper, not his best Tour de France. He's had he's had better Tour de yeah, France. Yeah, he only won a stage and wore the yellow for a yeah, day. For a day, it's actually true. <laughs> <laughs> but he really, really made that race dynamic. He really has enjoyed the whole uh, freedom he got because the whole team was most of the time looking after Cavendish for the, the yeah. green jersey. So he really enjoyed being that guy that could do anything because it's fun yeah now I'll, I'll revert that question that we had for Wood Van Aert can Alaphilippe ride GC and hope to win the Tour de France one day and what should he do it's the same thing sort of yes yes short answer yes I believe so um, we, because we saw two years ago three days out he was still leading and then when Bernal you know completely destroyed the field on that that climb but he was there um Yes, he needs to, and I don't think he ever. I'll think I think less so than Wout Van Aert, because Alaphilippe loves racing his bike and loves racing everything, but he needs to strip his calendar back, and just focus on the tour. Um, but I'm not sure he will because he loves the Ardennes Classics. He loves you know some of the early smaller stage races during the season. Um, so yeah. And, and the way he races the tour every day, he even needs to tone that down and ride conservatively so he's sort of fresher in the mountain stages and for the time trials. So he could, 100%, Alaphilippe could, but gee, do we even as fans want him to do that? Because we'll miss uh, I out do. on Alaphilippe. <laughs> I do. Do you? <laughs> well, I don't we, know. We, we're missing a French winner in this tour yeah, yeah, since yeah. 1985. And he would be the best French winner. Oh, he would be at a megastar. Of all the French, he yeah. would be, he's a megastar anyway. Yeah. But it, it would be the perfect story, wouldn't it? Yeah, it's um, 
It's an interesting thought. And, and I wonder if he's had that sort of in-depth discussion with his coach, with his manager, with the team's manager, uh, management um, of De Koenig with Lefebvre. Yeah. Because that, that would also mean changing the DNA of the team for the Tour de France. I'm or, not or, sure so much. No, no? I, no I don't think so much. I, yes, I think their roles shift a little bit, but I don't believe they'd have to change their... their I, 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 like, for example... If he played, if he did that role with the team that we see at De Koenig this year, I believe that, that he could he could still ride for GC with that team. The problem is, yes, this year isn't an exception because you had four or five guys waiting with Cavendish. Yeah. So you don't you don't necess- you couldn't necessarily do that, but there were still two guys, Catania and Dries Devenens, a couple of other guys that that could ride in support. But look, when Cadell won the race. Mm-hmm. And I know, I know that's 10 years ago, but not a lot has changed in the tactics of racing the Tour de France. Cadell barely had a climber. He, he had a sort of a classics team really looking after him. So, no, I don't, I don't, they'd have to change a little bit, but it wouldn't be a massive change. Okay. Um, but, yeah, it's, it is an interesting – and, and I'll just – to finish on that, he should have the discussion. I'm not saying he should do it, but he should at least investigate it with all the people in his corner and then make a decision. If anything, to just brush it away. Yeah, and I think it needs to happen, obviously, a lot sooner than Wout Van Aert, um, like because of his, his age, age and yeah. his, at the time he's spent at the top. He is in his, the prime of his career, mm-hmm. Alaphilippe, that's obvious. So he needs to make the call now. Yeah. Uh, any other uh, mention uh, before we talk about Cavendish? Yeah, so to all the Aussies, um, no, I think they've, they've well done well done to all you guys. You've been brilliant. Um how about just just a side note, a couple of little side notes. Um, uh, Arkea, Samson, they yes. finish with three riders: an Englishman, a Frenchman, and a Colombian. Colombian. Ima- imagine talking in that team. And well, uh, Quintana does not speak English. I'm uh-huh. not sure. I don't think he speaks French. No, I don't think he does. He might, he might understand, speak a little bit. Um, the Frenchman, I get, I'm presuming he speaks reasonable English. Mm-hmm. Imagine the team bus. I wonder if they ripped out the other five seats so yeah. they could have a bit more leg room. Hey, the guys, we go first class now. <laughs> no. Extended leg room. Yeah, I'm, I'm sort of disappointed. Imagine being a come. roomie. If the two of them are roomies anyway. Yeah. They, would, would, they oh, want, you, would they want their own room? Oh, hell yes. <laughs> you totally want your own room when you're, when you're on a... T- on a Grand Tour, it's so good when you do. So I wonder, but see, ASO, they're not, they don't suddenly sort of go, oh, you, you'll get your own room. Yeah. Because they pay for that. It's up to the team to pay the extra. Uh-huh. So it'd be interesting if they did get their own room. Yeah. Interesting. I hope so. But <laughs> look, they, they really tried Arkea. It's yeah. probably a year where they really tried uh, to throw something at it. Yeah. Uh, it didn't work out. No stage win still. Yeah. Uh, and of course, they didn't win the Polkadot. Uh, look, Buhani did get an arm extension. Yes. <laughs> um, I, I think it was on Von 2. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, no, look, yeah, I'm, I'm disappointed that they didn't get yeah. something out of it. They got close, but yeah, no cigar. Yeah. Um, no, look, it's been a it's been a pretty awesome tour, yeah. I think. It's it's lived up to the hype. Yeah. Um, what we didn't like, but it happens every year, were like some really big crashes. Yeah. Um, you know probably more than most they just came to seem to carry on too as mm-hmm. the as the race went um, but all in all a great tour yeah absolutely and of course the race is on tonight for the green jersey michael matthews and of course uh cavendish can matthews upset cavendish tonight do you think i don't think so cavendish needs to have a brain fade and the team need to really stuff it up and or 
Matthews and other sprint trains need to sort of box Cavendish in. Theory, mathematically, absolutely, Michael can win. Um, he pretty much needs to win the stage in order to do so. Um, look, strange things have happened on the Champs-Élysées in, in previous years. Um, yes, we've seen the, the big sprinters win, but sometimes you get you see a sprinter win that doesn't hasn't sort of won at all throughout yeah. the race. So it's an interesting finish. Actually, and you know what else I've heard? You know what else I've heard? They've moved the finish line further down the boulevard. Okay. So they come around that right-hand So it's, not, it's, it's a longer sprint. It's a longer sprint. Yes, yes, I've heard that. So that will change it up a little bit, just a little bit, in terms of just the timing of the sprinters. Um, De Koenig have got their full roster, and Alaphilippe now will commit. He won't be attacking or anything like that. Mm-hmm. He, will, he will jump in that sprint train. So everything is set for Cav to break that magical record. But we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. It's not done until they cross the line. Absolutely. That's all to play for. And then, of course, the wonderful vista of the city of Paris as well will be on full display uh, tonight. Uh, thank you, Maka. It's been, a, it's been a blast. It has. It's been a blast. Um, I will properly now promo the Vuelta. We are doing a live video stream for Correct. 21 days. Four weeks' time. Yeah. You've got four weeks off, peeps, and then we will be back. And no, there's a podcast in between. We have to have a podcast. Oh, we, we do one in between. We'll okay. We'll have a preview in between. Two weeks. In a couple of weeks, once we're both out of uh, our <laughs> yes. little uh, out of quarantine. For, forced holiday quarantine, yep, which is yep. not a holiday. Uh, but yeah, and then we'll have, you're right, live every stage. Uh, we'll have a live podcast from the Vuelta, and it's going to be fun. It's And it. Live on Facebook, video. Yeah, and live coverage, of course, peeps, yeah. on every day on SBS. You know where it is. Um, it, it, it is going to be an amazing race because yeah, the, the lineup is, is looking like the it's looking like the best lineup at the Vuelta possibly ever. Yeah. Um, just because of injuries, et cetera, et cetera. We're going to see a fantastic Volta yeah. lineup and a, and a great race. Yeah. Absolutely. Thank you, Micah, for Thank all your work. Thank you. Thank you very much. This was the uh, Zwift Cycling Central podcast. Uh, before we go, uh, let me remind you that you can uh, download, stream, or subscribe to this podcast on our website, sbs.com.au slash TDF or Logger Rides with our friends at Zwift. Until next time, it's bye for now. Before we go, a quick word on our sponsor, Zwift. On Zwift, you can explore the world while having fun training at home. Even better, you can do it during the tour as part of the Fun is Fast series. The events include group workouts and group rides, fondos, races, and as we all know, the tour ignites the competitive spirit in some of us. Time trials, Ventop, which is a replica of Mont Ventoux, and Women's Wednesday rides. All you need is a bike, trainer, and the Zwift app. Visit Zwift.com, and hopefully I'll see you on there soon. Ride on.